talk about episode nine enter shippo plus the magnificent thunder brothers the amazing thunder bros fabulous (laughs) the really really cool guys (laughs) because shippo isn't enough apparently no (laughs) so Lindsay, before i blow your mind with what i thought of this episode tell me just in general what you think of the character of shippo oh god Shippo is Shippo through the entire series. He's always going to be that stupid, annoying kid that always argues with Inuyasha. Okay. That was one of my questions because I watched this episode and the next one, which we'll record separately, audience, but I was fine with Shippo. As he stands now, I'm okay with him, but as I was thinking about it, I can see him getting really annoying. He's never going to go away. Oh, my God. He's here forever. Well, I'll tell you, <laughs> as far as far as these, these two episodes stand, there are worse child characters that I've seen. Uh, Black Cauldron. I guess it's not a child, but there's the character of Gurgi. Mm. Oh, oh you're, you've seen the Black Cauldron. I have. Oh, we're the only two. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> oh my god. Not a good film. <laughs> Could least, be better. Hopefully yeah. they remake it. Oh, Could be yeah. awesome. Live action remake. They would never do that. All of the 80s. I thought I read something where they were thinking of doing redoing it. Oh. Cuz it was supposed to be I think it's based on a set of 6 books okay. and the the movie's only the first 2 books. There is something awesome about being locked in a dungeon and then fighting your way out through things you find and people you find. That was the strongest aspect of that movie. But then everything is solved with friendship and not a cool sword. That you're supposed to like Gurgi even though he's an annoying little garbage thing. But he, he's way worse than Shippo at this point. I could be turned around. <laughs> Lindsay is looking skeptically in the air and rolling her eyes. It has been a while since I've seen Black Cauldron. Oh, well. So. <laughs> I'm not uh, criticizing Black Cauldron specifically, but just in terms but of... Ger- yeah, Shippo. so Shippo's much fresher in my mind than Gurky. Okay. Like, I might have gotten past Gurky. <laughs> There's also... I wrote, I couldn't remember the name, so I had to look it up and write it down. Kamachi? Sorry if I get that wrong, but from Samurai 7, another anime that has an annoying child character who is there for no reason and does nothing but scream and yell at the giant robot character. 
haven't seen that one. I always thought Yahiko from Ramoni Kenshin was super annoying. Really? Is there a show that has a child character that isn't annoying? Oh, yes. But I'm on the spot, so I can't think of it. Wakano? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that, that character's a little <laughs> shit, we'll say. But not annoying in the same way that we're talking about. <laughs> the, uh, he, I, don't, I don't know if he counts as a little kid. Cause oh, because he's I, I think he's... Uh, spiritually. Yeah, I think he's, he's older than he appears. <laughs> right. An immortal. That's a different anime, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and there's also uh, a child who gets introduced later in uh, Dorara that is very fun and not, oh, okay, cool. not irritating. She's one of the 37 characters that are throughout that show. I was going to say Sailor Moon has uh, Chibi Usa, who's super annoying. Oh, boy. So, yeah, even that one. Um, maybe Cowboy Bebop, if Ed counts as a kid. I think mm-hmm. she should. Was she a little older? Yeah, she's maybe... Um, Maybe 12, 13? 12, okay. Yeah, if she's 12, that counts. But I, maybe we can do a comparison uh, when we do Sailor Moon. Or maybe she's younger. I'm not... Po- but yeah, she's not like little. She's maybe a little older. Okay. All right. But let's start talking about the episode so that we can get into specifics. Yeah, a lot happens in that episode. We open with no recap, uh, and I was thankful for that. And they're cooking noodles at a campfire instant I, noodles yeah i don't understand that but that works i guess uh kagome if you noticed her backpack was like bursting at the seams kagome has brought many of the comforts of home oh i understand that <laughs> i'm just thinking cup of noodles if they're the same way i don't know how you can cook them over an open flame unless she cooked them beforehand she just warmed them up no because she says and done well, she had, like, a special little heater. Oh, all right. I missed that. That um, they were on. Because it, it wasn't like a fire. Now, this whole adventure must be a hassle for Inuyasha because he has to take her all the way back to the well so she can go home and then all the way back. But she's got a bike. <laughs> oh, that's true. But, well, we learn later in this episode that Inuyasha can leap faster than a bike can go. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it would, you know, get would, tired carrying yes, her all yes, the time. it would take the burden off of him. It's like that video game that's coming out where you only live for 60 seconds and you respawn at your house and you have to go on an adventure. It sounds awesome. <laughs> How like did an, you get anywhere? I don't know. I want to play it, though. It's an indie game. Hmm. It sounds a lot like Majora's Mask as well, where you only have three days. But they're cooking around a campfire, and I think this counts as one of the, um, not a fourth wall joke, but like a zoom out kind of joke where they're having fun, except Kagome. Did we have to eat here in a giant uh, field filled with dead bodies? (laughs) Very fun. (laughs) And Inuyasha's just like, whatever, time to eat. I didn't notice. (laughs) But she launches into an excellent explanation of all of the modern comforts. Uh, the Japanese invented instant noodles because they went to the moon. And, oh, we went to the moon on a bicycle? No, on a rocket. What's a rocket? And then she gets very excited explaining it. And, uh, 
they, are, they've lost interest. <laughs> long after she started. But I love moments like these in shows where someone from the future or a different time tries to explain modern comforts. Real yeah, fun. it was great. She was like, and then fire comes out the bottom. And then she just like kind of stops. And she goes, I'll study up next time. <laughs> exactly. Although in, I think, the dub, she says, like, oh, you guys are more excited about noodles. Then darkness falls suddenly, which Amelia calls Foxfire. Should have looked that up. I didn't. If that's a thing. Then a giant pink face appears and bites Inuyasha on the head. <laughs> and when he slashes one of the, it, the few moments Shippo might be funny. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty funny. But he slashes it, and then it turns into what I'm going to call your favorite character in the entire show. When we play What Boy Does Lindsay Like, he's going to be two to one odds. <laughs> <laughs> it's Shippo. And do you Shippo him? He's a little kid. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I'm going to go on record and say that that's okay. The FBI is listening. I think I made that Shippo joke last episode. So I think you did. I'm going to cut this out. <laughs> So the best character in the entire show shows up and uh, wants that shard. He does a couple of tricks uh, to try and get it, including create a, a Mario 3 Tanuki statue that <laughs> on Inuyasha's hands. It goes in. Not here, though. Just, okay. Yeah, just I was going to say, I thought that was later. That's later. It just lands, and then he yoinks the little shard glass from Kagome, and then they punch him on the head. Oh, he disappears. And then they see this rock with a tail, like, moving slowly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they throw, like, a pot at it. Yes. <laughs> and then Kagome's dressing the little bump on oh, his yeah, head. He's, she's spraying Bactine uh, while he relates his backstory. Uh, if he wants the shard to get revenge for the death of his father, we cut to the Thunder Brothers. I wrote down their names, Monten and Hiten, and I like their design. I like how different they are from each other, and we don't find out until next episode why. <laughs> what kind of creature is Monten? I am not positive. He looks like a kind of a lizard, alligator, human yeah. type <laughs> thing. Yeah. They say reptilian in the dub in the next episode, so he's some kind of reptile, but he's a Two, uh, two brothers, two little scamps who love love killing, and they have shards of power. And I love that we've finally gotten to the point of the show where other demons have already found shards of power. They're not called shards of power, I'm sorry. They're called... Uh, <laughs> sacred jewel shards? Sacred jewel shards. Thank you. They are using their new powers to kill as many people as they can. Yeah, and he ten the older brothers got three. Monten the younger brothers only got two. Yeah. I think it did you find this funny that uh, Monten wants more hair? Oh <laughs> yeah. I love Monten. Yeah, we'll get into that later, but they really humanized both of these two, even though they're horrific monsters. <laughs> There's somewhat sympathetic in a couple of aspects of their personality. Not a whole lot, but yeah. So they destroy an entire field, and uh, 
this didn't happen too long ago. I, this is after he's already killed Shippo's father because he has his father draped around his neck as a trophy. Thing. Uh, oh, uh, he's around his waist. Yeah. Oh, around his waist. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, audience. Yeah, he has it draped around him, and he said he's going to punch uh, any more uh, <laughs> demons that have uh, shards to death. Punch them to death. It's a little bit grotesque. Oh, this is the point. I, are they walking along now? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't write down the conversation that they're having, but it's it's essentially a, a mom and dad argument. Yeah, Shippo's trying to play him. Yeah, and they're Inuyasha and Kagome are uh, fighting with one another until uh, <laughs> Shippo, uh, this is where he creates the stone, right? Oh, wait. Oh, well, we got to talk about how Inuyasha hits him on the head a bunch of times. Oh. <laughs> I can't even remember when that happened because that, that's going to happen a lot. <laughs> well, Miyoga's here too, and I will say on the scale of uselessness and characters I don't like, I really don't like Miyoga that much. Yeah, he's just kind of there to give information yes and then they point out that where the hell were you during all this <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> i was hiding <laughs> i'm okay i i realized i don't think i ever realized that the the guy who does the voice of another character is also the english voice of Mioga. oh really so when we get to that character if you're still watching the dubbed versions yeah by that point, <laughs> I may have given up on it. I I would be very interested to see how you think their voices compare because I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought about it. Ooh, that'd be fun. You could spring that on me when we record if I don't notice. Did you notice anything about this character's voice? Well, I think we're gonna have to wait till episode like twenty four. Oh my god! <laughs> so two years from now, we'll finally get to Maybe what? sooner. I can't remember. Maybe sooner. Maybe sooner. The, uh, yeah, Shippo at some point starts bowing down in subservience and uses that opportunity to create that stone statue, which lands on Inuyasha's hands. And then he puts one of the famous stickers. <laughs> a ceiling charm. A ceiling charm over it and then can't lift it. Where Kagome is like, come on, the stone can't be that heavy. <laughs> he goes, now's my chance. And he grabs the, the sh- little uh, jar filled with shards and runs away. And Kagome, instead of taking the sticker off, grabs her bow and arrow and runs after Shippo. Yes. <laughs> Not the uh, smartest. And Inuyasha's like, build the sticker off first. And I think here's why I wasn't that annoyed at Shippo. I was ready to feel annoyed. Because I think in, a, in another show that does this sort of thing worse, the rest of the episode would have been about Shippo trying to get revenge and failing. Because we know he's going to fail. But they, pretty much he's running from Kagome and stumbles across Monten almost immediately, who's looking at himself in a pond and wishing he had more hair. <laughs> and I was shocked, like, oh, we're already at this point that <laughs> he's going to fail. And Monten pretty easily overpowers him and sees that he has a shard. And that's when Kagome, who's trailing right behind, shows up with her bow and arrow drawn and fires at him. And hits Montan right through the nose. And more surprised than anybody, she goes, I did it. (laughs) 
So it's great that her her powers of archery are slowly getting better and better. That's good stuff. Because we can all see where it's going, right? That she's going to become... Oh my god, I've forgotten her name. Kikyo? Kikyo. Yay. Who's kind of, her spirit is kind of haunting this entire show with those closing credits. And we hear... Hey, mm-hmm. wonder what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hum knowingly. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So Kagome sees that there are two shards in Monten's head and thinks, oh, if I just hit those, we can get them out. So she Makes aims, sense. <laughs> she aims true and misses. Very honestly, she misses, I think. And it's not like a wacky, clumsy thing that just skims him off the top of his head. It, it hits his hair. <laughs> <laughs> two have his three. <laughs> I know. He's, he took so long to grow those and... Like Homer Simpson, it makes him so very angry. <laughs> and he has the power of fire. Is that what that's supposed to be? I think it's like lightning, kind of. Yeah, his brother has more obvious lightning powers, I guess. This yeah, be... with the stick, and then Montan's all comes from his mouth. So this must be a different kind of lightning. Yeah, because his brother, it's like kind of like the white and blue lightning, and Montan's is more like a yellowy, burny. Yeah. You know, it's possible, Lindsay, that all of these uh, demons have the power of fire because Yura of the demon heir, my dead girlfriend, also had the power of fire inexplicably, even though she also primarily had hair powers. It's a lot of hair talk in this show, I'm realizing. Shomaru didn't have fire, did he? Jockin did. Jockin did. That's true. He had like a miasma. No, didn't he breathe fire as like a giant dog demon? Or was that miasma again? I think, yeah, I think it was uh, poisonous gas. Demons, am I right? <laughs> you know, if they all just worked together, they could probably overpower Japan fairly easily. I think their egos get in the way. Yeah. Maybe that's why they're demons. <laughs> uh, after he loses his hair, he loses it. Yeah. And, in, oh, shoots off his little fire lightning mouth blast and does knock out Kagome. That's it. That's where we're at. It's better if I hold my notes up to my face so I can actually <laughs> read it. You need a little stand. Um, and then Shippo does manage to escape, but Kagome is taken captive. Yeah, and Shippo runs away with the shards. Yes. Yeah. So at least there's that. And meanwhile... Um, Inuyasha is still stuck under the, the stone. He asked a passerby to peel off the sticker, but just ended up scaring him. <laughs> I think that guy was going to steal the bike and then yeah. ran off. Yeah. But contributing to my hatred of Miyoga, who usually comes through in one or two ways, can't peel off the sticker. Well, he's a little flea. Well, he, he, <laughs> he can do others. Oh, I guess it's not a sexy lady, so it's... he can't. If someone is not asleep in some sort of sleep trance, he can wake him up. Otherwise, he's useless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Shippo comes back and says... Time to eat some humble pie. Mm-hmm. Express some humility. That I will peel off the sticker if you promise not to hit me. <laughs> and then Yasha promises, pulls, peels off the sticker, and then... Okay, so Kagome is captured and punch, 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 punch. <laughs> Got a good laugh out of me. 
Yeah, I do like seeing me beat up on Shippo. It's child abuse, but it's it's fun. I'm going to go ahead and go on the record and say that child abuse is okay as well if the FBI is still listening. <laughs> and they're not about to knock down the door. <laughs> so uh, Shippo once again explains what's happening, and Inuyasha is just kind of, all right. So uh, we got the jewel shards. We're fine. <laughs> yeah. Although he uh, it eventually is kind of worried for Kagome's safety. So. He does make Shippo. That was when he makes Shippo beg, I yeah. think. Yeah, well, Shippo realizes maybe I should beg and decides to kneel down and beg. No, you know, Yasha tells him. He's like, no, I won't help you unless you grovel. Oh, right. But mid-grovel, he's already picked up the bike yes. and he's walking away. Which, by the way, picking up the bike is so him. He's just I'm not going to try to learn how to ride this. <laughs> better take your stuff back to her. <laughs> well, people will try and steal your bike. Yeah, exactly. If you just leave it on the side of the road. <laughs> it's just a great bit of business. Uh, we need this bike in future episodes. And, uh, you know, I think he cares deep down. So. <laughs> Come on, let's go. So they head off in the direction of, I'm assuming Shippo knows where they are. Yeah, because I think Shippo knew, or... Mioga. One of them knew who they were and like yes. where they reside. Oh, probably Mioga. He knows the Thunder Brothers. And we cut to what's going on with Kagome. She wakes up and uh, Fonten informs her, oh, don't worry, I'm not going to eat you. I'm just going to boil you into a potion <laughs> and drink you so that I can have He'll hair. Put you on, on my head. Oh, it's like a topical thing. Yes. Okay. And she goes, I'd rather be eaten. <laughs> She's totally wrong about that. I would rather be boiled into a potion than eaten alive. Thank you very much. I don't know. Boiled alive doesn't sound like fun either. Well, it's like a sauna. You get used to it <laughs> in stages, and then you're dead eventually. So then... <laughs> I'll create a Twitter poll. I will. <laughs> so then we get more of Hiten, who comes in with a, a total hoe on his arm. And Kagome thinks to herself, oh, he's not such a bad guy. A, he's human-looking, racist, and B, he's got a girlfriend, so <laughs> maybe he likes humans. And this lady, let's let's spend no less than 40 <laughs> minutes talking about this woman. Slutty snake lady? <laughs> Great name. Uh, I looked it up in the manga. She, her, her breasts are bare, and the snake's just around them and not covering them, which I'm sure you figured. Yeah, it's kind of just what it looked like. <laughs> yeah. She's got like a snake bra. She doesn't. She's not a demon, but she's got weird eyes. And seems, I always assumed she was a demon. That's what I thought at first, but it, it seems like he's just a human. Oh no, wait, that can't be right. You're. She probably is a demon because he hates humans. But see, I thought she was human because he likes to eat humans. Or something, right? I don't know if he was going to eat her. <laughs> well, <laughs> in the traditional sense, <laughs> I think he just likes being in charge of someone that he can uh, kill or eat on a whim. <laughs> I I took it there as uh, you know he picked up a, another demon and. You know, just for in the demon bar, an evening in. <laughs> well, we'll say you're right because you're the expert on this show. So, okay, 
Because she didn't, I don't think she was human, but she was probably, you know, a lower level demon. Yeah, like a sub-demon subclass, like the giant imp from the Sashomaru, whatever. Yeah. Well, I understand that, and uh, Kagome uh, is there. She doesn't, she, does she say hi to him? I didn't write this down either. I don't think she did. I think she was just like, oh, oh okay. he looks more human, maybe I can reason with him. Right, but he just says to uh, Montem, his brother, so you, you kidnapped this human female, but you didn't grab any of the shards. Oh, sorry. And out of anger, he electrocutes his sexy lady friend to death, which surprised me, because I thought she'd appear for longer than 30 seconds. <laughs> I thought she was going to be like, hey, help keep Kagome captive, something. But she's just there to get electrocuted. And it's even more violent in the manga, you know this. I don't. Oh, uh, he punches through her face. Oh, gosh. Yes. Wow. And it comes out the back of her head. Wow. And she falls with that comical-looking uh, hole through her head. So I think it's better knowing that she's a demon than just a human. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was only there to kind of show that uh, he 10 might be a, a touch more ruthless than Montan. Right. It's a mislead. It's a misdirection of, uh, oh no, this guy's fucked up too, even though he's a sexy boy. Can I say, I really like the design of these two brothers. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about Hiten is his stupid flame wheels are dumb. Yeah. Which you see a little bit of in this episode and they become a big plot device in the next one. But I don't like those things. They're stupid. <laughs> but he doesn't have a cloud to float on like Montan. But what, what, what about Flame Wheels is thunder themed? Should have been like a lightning disc or something that he stands on. Hmm. But Gome can't shoot that later. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, like Greek mythology a little bit. Yeah. How Hermes had the wings on his feet. Yeah, or the chariot god. Uh, Helios, the one with the spaceship in the hit movie Gods of Egypt. If anybody's seen that, I did not see that. It made comic book girl nineteen cry. (laughs) (laughs) What? Really? I know who that is. Yeah, I don't think she cared for the movie. <laughs> oh, it made her cry. Bad. Oh. Like, why, why, am I wa- I... why am I watching this? <laughs> I thought she was the one person that was emotionally affected by it. No, it, it was the, yeah, why am, why, why am I watching this? Jesus. <laughs> comic book girl. Shout out to comic book girl, 19. She must have started the channel when she was 19. <laughs> Anyhow. This is where Kagome decides to tell a little lie and say that uh, Inuyasha is in love with her and will exchange the shards. And he's got more than he actually has. Right. How many do they have at this point? They have two, right? They have two. Two shards. Good. She uh, explains that uh, as long as she is unharmed, he will trade. It's a very bad lie. But they tell her if she's lying, she'll end up exactly like the charged horse <laughs> two feet. Yeesh. Or the punched out head. <laughs> and we cut to Shippo screaming in fright as Inuyasha leaps over mountains carrying the bike. 
And then they, uh, they stop to have a pretty amazing argument <laughs> on top of a mountain. It's, she's probably fine because she's ugly. And Shippa says, why can't you see how attractive she is? She is a very hot woman that they're going to eat. And that's why I thought Hiten was going to eat. <laughs> uh, then, assuming what's-her-face was human. But then, of course, Miyoga's like, oh, yeah, she's a total fox. I, I think your standards of beauty are way off. That's probably why you dress so weird. Uh, wearing a red thing is odd in Yasha. It's a, a well-written argument. And then, of course, it's interrupted by uh, Hiten shooting a bolt of lightning at them. They have because they are apparently arguing in their front yard. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that they choose to fight in a Dragon Ball Z style wasteland where no innocent people can get hurt. Well, I think that's their front yard. I think yeah. that's why it's. Don't they mention that that they're having a loud argument out front? Or yes. <laughs> it's good stuff. See, this episode's not so bad, Lindsay. It does. It, the bickering in it is very funny, very well done. Because I think, like, way back when Shippo was first explaining his story, Inuyasha and Kagome are arguing about something, and yes. Shippo's like, hey! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there, there's a, a classic standoff-type situation where they're floating above him on his uh, stupid wheels in the cloud. And uh, so I brought your lover here. Now <laughs> give us the chili charts. <laughs> What? Lover? <laughs> I instead of doing yes and Inuyasha, you need to take like an improv class or something because he takes the time to set them straight. Uh, <laughs> oh, Kikami's expression. Yeah. <laughs> Hi! <laughs> and then when he was like, she's, I'm not interested in her. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and she like, she's like, <laughs> yep. exactly. what, am I good enough for you? <laughs> But that seems to not phase them because later they are just like you and you need to stop having such affection. He's like, God damn it! <laughs> Told you. Uh, an awesome fight starts between Tetsuo the Iron Sword and <laughs> Tetsaiga. <laughs> and uh, Lightning Spear. And just just, uh, just when the fight starts, the episode ends. What's going to happen with our beloved characters? Yay! Yay! Did you end up liking this one more than you remember? Or is it pretty much? I do. I do like this episode. Because Shippo does have, like, purpose, you know? He's there to avenge his father. I mean, he's not just an orphan tagging along like he is for the rest of the series. Okay. And this, it's like, I think it's a good introduction to him. And then in the small amounts of, you know, the two episodes, he's not bad. Yeah. Just they, his problem is he doesn't go away. Yeah. They knew how to utilize him in these two episodes. That... Yeah, I don't think he's really good for anything except maybe comic relief. And I, I will say what's disappointing, because I, I do know he's here to say, and I would have figured as much without knowing it, that it's disappointing that we don't get more of just Inuyasha and Kagome on an adventure together. I would have liked more episodes in the style of the Toad would be Prince and meeting one person who stays in their party for a little bit and then leaves. 
But okay, I guess Shippo's I, yeah, I here think for we're see the future. We're at the point where they're going to start collecting their little group. You need a team. I guess. Just the other two members aren't worthless, so oh. <laughs> I'm sure his uh, his fox skills come in handy every once in a while. Yeah. And fox magic is, I think, um, like in Japanese mythology, yes. it's... They are like, trickster spirits. Yes. yes. Exactly. But anyway, we'll uh, end this episode and start talking about the next one, which is called, knowing page turn, Phantom Showdown. The Thunder Brothers. They're not amazing anymore. Versus Inuyasha. Oh, no. It's a weird sword. <laughs> See you then, listeners. Bye. <laughs> Take us away, Sean. Quack, quack, quack.